today we are going to discuss the longest letter that was written to the churches, the church in Thyatira. It has taken me a good bit longer to record this podcast than I had originally intended because this is the longest letter. I wanted to make sure that the information that I am sharing with y'all is as detailed as possible. But first, I would like to open us up in prayer for the ones that are listening. Father, we just give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, Father. I pray that you will give us ears to hear, Father. I pray wisdom as we read these scriptures. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Revelation 2, 18 through 29. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass, I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants, to commit sexual immorality, and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say, and to the rest in Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden. But hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels. As I also have received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I'd like to give a background on Thyatira. Thyatira was a blue-collar town. It was a labor town. It was considered a trade center. Thyatira was well known for its many trade guilds, which were 
associations of merchants. It would be similar to our labor unions of today. These people um, in these trade guilds, they worked very hard, but they also played very hard. So it would have been very difficult for Christians that lived in Thyatira because these trade guilds, they were tightly connected to the pagan religion of the area. And they each had their own gods or goddesses. And these trade guilds also had um, seasonal festivals. Um, These festivals included um, sexual revelries. Um, They included um, eating foods that had been sacrificed to idols. Um, The main patron god of the trade guilds was Apollo, and Apollo was known as the son of God. So it was expected to be a part of the trade guild to either worship Apollo or you would be removed from the guild. So when we begin, um, we see that Christ describes himself as the Son of God. So when we know that the patron God of the guilds in Thyatira was Apollo, who considered himself the Son of God, we can see why Christ begins this letter describing himself. He's saying, no, I'm the Son of God. He also describes himself as having eyes like a flame of fire and feet like fine brass. The eyes like a flame of fire are telling us that he has piercing and discerning vision, which allowed God to see through the false prophetess Jezebel. And when we read that his feet were like fine brass, brass um, would be speaking of judgment. Brass uh, represented the judgment that was going to come to the church that, uh, that were worshiping these gods and goddesses. But then we read on, uh, on in verse 19, he tells the church, I know your works, your love, your service, your faith, and your patience. And we remember uh, from the beginning of the, the, these, the study of these podcasts on the churches, uh, we discussed that the reason that he knows all about these churches is because in uh, Revelation 2 verse 1, he tells us that he walks in the midst of of the seven golden lampstands, which are the seven churches. So he walks in the midst of them. Is That is how he knows their works, their love, their service, their faith, and their patience. Um, so they're praised for their good works of love and, and their, their faithfulness. Um, their love manifested in, in service, in acts of service, and their faithfulness um, 
in perseverance during trial. Um, we read that he says that your, as for your works, the last are more than the first. So this is telling us that they were a growing church. Um, but as we see in this letter, um, that just because a church is a growing church doesn't mean that they're growing um, in the right direction with everything. Um, because then he goes on to say, um, nevertheless, in verse 20, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. It is believed by many scholars that um, considering all of these letters are begin with to the angel of the church, these letters are all written to the pastors of the church. When we read the description um, in verse 20 that describes uh, Jezebel as that woman, the uh, scholars believe that this woman is actually the wife of the pastor. Um, it is, uh, they don't believe that Jezebel uh, was her name. They believe that Christ is using the name Jezebel um, comparing this woman in Thyatira to the Jezebel of the Old Testament um, who led the Israelites into idol worship. Um, so um, she, this woman, Jezebel in Thyatira, um, if she would have been the wife of the pastor, she would have had a lot of a lot of stroke. She would have had a lot of pull, a lot of power in this church. Um, she was leading this church into sin by teaching them that Christians could actually engage in paganism um, without sinning. Um, we be it's believed that they allowed her to remain in the church um, where she taught them that it was okay to indulge um, in sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. Um, many scholars believe th that uh, this is actually spiritual fornication or adultery, which meant that she was encouraging the church to forsake Christ and the cross for other things, which would have been participating in these um, trade guild festivals. Um, but but it's, we can't, I mean, it is very, very possible that actual sexual immorality, the, act, the acts of sex and orgies were taking place um, because history tells us that these trade guilds with their gods and, the, and their goddesses also included these types of festivals. So there, there, were, there were the actual sex acts it's taking place in these, in these festivals. Um, so, you know, so this was a big problem for the Christians in Thyatira. Um, also, because these festivals were held in the temple to Apollo, as I said earlier, who called himself the Son of God. Um, so, if a Christian refused to participate in the festivals they risked the success of the guild. So the guild probably expelled them and then they would lose their job. And then they would have to figure out how they were gonna provide 
for their families. Um, Jezebel led these Christians astray by teaching them that they could still join the guilds, they could still participate in these festivals, but also call themselves a Christian. Um, Revelation 2.21, we read that Christ gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Um, He gave her time. He gave her grace. He gave her a season, which he gives us. He gives us time to repent. We have to uh, pay attention um, when we know that we are being convicted of sin we, we need to pay attention to, to that. God is giving us time. He gives us time um, to repent of our sins. He gave her time to repent, but she refused to repent. So then he goes on to, in, in verse 22, he says that, Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed and those who commit adultery with her and to create great tribulation. So he's telling us here that he was going to cast her into a sickbed. He was going to throw her out of the church and also the ones that committed the adultery with her into great tribulation. And remember that the adultery here is it can it is probably more more than likely actual adultery, sexual the sexual acts of adultery, but it, it is also considered spiritual adultery because when we think of uh, what what is adultery, adultery is when we are unfaithful to our spouse. So spiritual adultery is when we are unfaithful to our God because He is our first love. So when we leave our first love we have all committed spiritual adultery and and we have to repent of that. Um, Then he goes on in 23 and he says, I will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Um, It's believed here that the children are considered, it could be Jezebel's actual offspring, Jezebel and the pastor of this church, It could be their actual offspring, but it's believed that um, the children could also be her followers. Um, Then we go on to 24. Now to you, I say, and to the rest in Thyatira. So this is two different groups of people. Now to you, I say, that's one group of of, uh, people in the church, and to the rest. That's the second group in the church. He's speaking to two different people here in Thyatira. As many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burdens. So when we look up the definition of doctrine, the definition of doctrine would be a set of beliefs. Um, So Jezebel, um, what Jezebel was doing in this church is the same thing that we see happening in many, many churches right now today in the 21st century. Uh, we see this false doctrine, which is, which is some truth, but it also has a little bit of lies in there. Um, and then he goes on to say that those who have not known the depths of Satan, 
as they say, I will put on you no other burden. The depths of Satan here would be the, the deep things of Satan would, would, would be um, Jezebel was, was, was teaching the church that it was okay to be a Christian and still participate in these trade guilds because, you, hey, you need your job, you need to work, you need to make money. It's okay to participate in these uh, sexual uh, revelries and uh, participate in sexual immorality and, and eating, eating foods sacrificed to idols. You can still do that and call yourself a Christian. Um, so what she was doing was she was, she was modifying the word of God because it, it, Jezebel, she, she considered herself a Christian. She called herself a Christian, but she was compromising this. She was teaching the, the church that they could, they could still be a part of the world and, and call themselves Christian. Um, she was teaching them that they could uh, blend in with society, that they could be like the world, um, but, but still be a Christian and, 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 and be saved. Um, but we read in the word that the, the church is called to, we're, we're called to be, be separate. We, we, are, we read in the word that we are of the world, um, that we are in the world, I'm sorry. We are in the world, but we are not to be of the world. We are to be separate. We are to stand out. We are, we, we are, it, it is to be, it should be clearly seen that Christians are not like the world. So then he goes on to, to tell them, but hold fast what you have until I come. So he's telling them to be strong and hold fast and he who overcomes and keeps my work until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. Um, he, he goes on to tell them that you will rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels. And I also have received from my father, as I also have received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. We read in Revelation um, 22.16. Um, let me flip over to that real quick and read to y'all what 22.16 tells us um, in 2216, uh, these are uh, words in red. This is Jesus speaking, and 22 is the very last chapter of the book of Revelation. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. So when we read here that he's telling, he's promising the overcomer that I will give him the morning star. He's promising us that he will give us Christ himself. And 29, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So when we read, um, we, we ask ourselves, um, he tells us in 26, and he who overcomes. So who does the word tell us is the overcomer? So when we read in 1 John 5, 3 through 5, it tells us this, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The church is called to set an example. The word tells us in 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16, that we as a church 
are to be holy because Christ is holy. The scripture tells us, be holy for I am holy. Jesus wants us to be devoted to him alone. And we read in 1 John 5, 20 through 21. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. So, Father, I just pray right now that you will give us ears to hear. I pray, Father, that you will give us the strength as we live in these last days, Father. Give us the strength to overcome. Give us the strength to hold fast. Give us wisdom, Father, to understand your word, Father, to understand your scriptures, Father. Help us to be bold and courageous, Father. Help us to be bold witnesses for you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.